Okay, uh, welcome to a uh, another one of the religious deconstruction um, series that we're doing uh, today. We're joined by uh, by Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at Dankdeluz. Uh, Jacob is out uh, today, um, which is my fault because we were supposed to do it last weekend, but uh, something came up. Um, but anyways, uh, today, uh, today, Dinko was going to be talking to us about uh, some of some of his religious background, and um, I guess uh, uh, how 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 would you describe it the uh, the fascism of uh... yeah I mean so the the ultimate trajectory uh, would be to talk about the uh, uh, like hippie fascism hippie fascism right yeah right. Which is something we we see a lot of suddenly, uh, and it's it's funny because people seem really shocked by this occurrence. And of course, it is like it seems dichotomous, right? Sure. But uh, this is something that I have been around since the beginning uh, of my life. Uh, so it's uh, you know three three decades of of knowing that this is like a not just a thing, but a, a, a prevalent thing, mm-hmm. a thing that I thought everyone kind of knew about. Um, and maybe people did, they were just ignoring it, but uh, it's it's certainly curious. I think um, it, it wasn't surprising to me uh, to see this kind of thing rising up because I, I saw some of it. And because mm-hmm. when I, I live when in the Pacific I, Northwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's that, but also, you know, like when, when I went through like my deconstruction phase, you know, I, I started just kind of digging into like all sorts of different, you know, religious facets yeah. of, of everything. And, and so I kind of stumbled like the tradition, right? When you, yeah. when you start to have those doubts, as long as you're like a semi-intelligent person, you're like, oh, I'm going to try everything. <laughs> I'm going to take that compliment and uh, store that for a while. Semi-intelligent is the bar I've passed so far in your mind. A girl girl called me pretty six months ago. and uh, Hanging on to that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got yeah. it. <laughs> got to take them where you can get them. Uh, okay, so so you uh, do you want to maybe go into your, your background um, as, as much yeah. as you're willing to give without uh, doxing yourself or other people, sure. maybe? So this is... Um... I'm going to try to do uh, as succinct a job as I can with this. Um, long story short, my uh, I've been exposed to a bizarre amount of different religious and spiritual traditions growing up. Um, my parents both were, and to some degree still are, musicians, um, which doesn't maybe seem immediately like uh well that of course i was exposed to every religion on the face of the earth because my parents were musicians but uh, one of the only real ways to uh, maintain a stable income doing something like music especially if you're something like a singer 
um, and you have kids and you want to have kind of a more stable life is to work through churches. Um, and so I ran the full gamut of religious experiences. I don't think we really spent any time in mosques. Um, and maybe there was, uh, uh, additional American political reasons for that. See, see, I, I know your parents and, and the thought of your, yeah. your father, uh, like singing, uh, uh, <laughs> the, right. the like daily chants of Islam or something that would be hilarious to me. He's got the voice oh, yeah. for it, but uh, I don't know if he has the language for it. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, so uh, when when I say the the almost the full gamut, uh, that does include you know uh, working with Jewish cantors sure. uh, right, right, right. in synagogues and whatnot, and so like we have a bunch of. Uh, shofars uh, laying around even it's it's a bizarre <laughs> it's a bizarre space um but um the so this this ranged from from everything from from methodists to lutherans to episcopalians right. to suddenly christian scientists jews and um uh, i don't even know what necessarily you would call uh, the people who follow this, but the, the one of the primary churches that I spent time with was called the Self-Realization Fellowship. Oh. <laughs> which, to be fair, far more ominous sounding name than yeah. the church really was. But I'll, I'll, I'll get further into uh, why that's good and bad. Um, but so the Self-Realization Fellowship, the Christian Science Church were the two really interesting ones. Otherwise, it was pretty mundane and generally pleasant. I mean, uh, the synagogues that I went to were all pretty progressive uh, Jewish spaces. And so um, I was never really exposed to almost anything political um, in that space or anything that was in any way like considered conservative. It was uh, really mostly mostly all uh, all i learned in those spaces is like don't be violent uh you have to learn to hate people uh <laughs> you know like the standard right, yeah, like, yeah. progressive stuff um and then it was more or less the same in sort of like methodist and lutheran churches uh, which were the primary like real traditional christian spaces that i was in um except they also added in a whole lot of really you know the standard weird christian stuff um, the earth is, was created in a couple days, yada, yada, yada. This is where I had my first few questions, uh, specifically was about dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I think is the standard kid question, right? You know, Especially you know, if you're like a little boy. Just, just as a, as an aside, Please. um, earlier today when I was like scrolling through, through stuff, uh, and, and like a hungover fugue state, uh, I learned that uh, that the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, existed for like two and a half million years, and just the thought of that massive, horrifying creature just you know having the time of its life for two and a half million years while everything trembled underneath it, you know, is that's pretty frightful. Yeah, thanks God. <laughs> that, was, that was my first thought like geez god's a real dickhole for letting that happen right you know so mine was uh i i had a really interesting uh reptile experience with with that as well because i 
you know, I loved animals, especially like snakes and lizards and dinosaurs when I was a kid, you know, the standard course, like, yeah. little kid stuff. And one day um, I like snuck a toy snake into church. And this this makes it sound like a you know good like and then the preacher found it sitting under their uh, under their uh, lectern and it was scared the shit out of but it, it just uh, I you know didn't really sneak it it was just like in my pocket I pulled it out right. and I don't remember who it was uh, but I got berated for bringing in a church uh, bringing mm. in a church bringing in a snake to church because snakes are regarded, I guess, in a, a passing way as evil, at least in yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, stories, the, right? the serpent, the serpent, uh, the, uh, which, you know, which is some... Satan, uh, basically functionally. Yeah. It depends. It depends <clears throat> who you talk to, right? Because there, right, that's yeah. another interesting thing about, um, about like the, the Jewish tradition is that there's still, uh, there are satans right uh, there yeah. are accusers right um and uh and so apparently a lot of the dimensioning of uh or all of the mentioning of satan throughout uh, uh the bible is really gesturing to like an archetype of like multiple types of accuser and sometimes they're on god's side and sometimes they're not they're just people that kind of like they, they prod at people yeah and i um, think from like the the early religious standpoint there you know the the emergence of judaism is coming out of things like ancient babylonia uh, and their traditions and they had and, many devils uh that that existed in their pantheon and their mythology yeah. so you know that it's it's not inconceivable that they were you know tacking on to some of these older traditions making their new tradition but you know in that early inception especially in something like genesis which it's theorized i believe that you know genesis was passed down through an oral tradition for a long time before it was like written um right. it's, it's not inconceivable that they're you know borrowing some of that old uh mythology to to oh, yeah. uh, use and in, in this new formation yeah, and, and I mean, with uh, you probably talked about it. I've, I've listened to much of the deconstruction stuff, but uh, but not not all of it yet. But um, you know, when you're talking about something like Revelation, this is actually a political text talking about Roman uh, yeah. uh, imperialism or or just Roman pressures on the on, on the Christians. Um, specifically, are, are we talking about like Turkey? Um, through a lot of that, like the, there's a Turkish church that has Roman aggression being placed upon it. And right, uh, yeah. a lot of, yeah, revelation is around that. And so then the Romans become accuser, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I, I brought this little snake into church and then it led to like this very basic kind of debate, which was, wait, no, I mean, but God makes snakes and God makes good things. <laughs> and so everything that God makes is good. And this is a snake, which God made. So it's good. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's bad. And so that was the first kind of weird question that I had. It was just like, well, why does God make things that he doesn't approve yeah. of? You know? Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the Self-Realization Fellowship. I mentioned that name, crazy name, and then I just kind of <laughs> let it float off. Yeah, um, but I so figured we'd come back to it. Fellowship. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to bring up this picture, um, sure. yes. this is yes. their, uh, calling it their pantheon is a little disingenuous. 
uh, maybe. But I mean, just are, just in general, this this is a quite peculiar set of set of folks that we have up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. So the these are all kind of the saints of the uh, of the belief system, okay. uh, more or less. And I I think I can still name them. Okay. Um, but we have from uh, left to right, uh, we have Lahiri Mahashaya, okay. Babaji, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Krishna, <laughs> Paramahansa Yoganandaji, and Sri Yukteswarji. Okay. Um, I think I always fuck up Sri Yukteswarji's name because that's an extremely hard name to say. Yeah, uh, I'm not, not going to call you out to, on it because this is the first yeah. I've heard it, so you're, you're good. Well, I mean, uh, even compared to this, this is, it's such a... Honestly, if if for no other reason, I think that this sect has uh, had some amount of success just because the the main guy, yeah, and they don't want to necessarily say that he's the main guy because of course we have Krishna and Jesus that are in the center and they're in the center for a reason, right? Uh, because they're they're both extremely important people to both the, the Hindu and the Christian, you know, uh, uh, sects. Um, is the guy you know second from the right which is uh the most fun thing to say the most fun name to say and i think that's part of it it's just it's easy to like pass by word of mouth once you learn it and you sound kind of impressive but paramahansi yoganandaji paramahansi yoganandaji paramahansi yoganandaji yeah it's very fun very very fun it's almost like speaking in tongues to to an extent yeah (laughs) i I feel like the the expression on jesus's face and i just want to get this out there mm -hmm. but the expression on jesus's face is like the uh the the record scratch with like the i bet you're wondering how i ended up here (laughs) right right, i I bet you're wondering how i found myself here (laughs) (laughs) yeah especially next to krishna that's uh, that's a curious uh kind of uh kind of uh uh yeah the weird neighbors for sure weird neighbors yeah um but so a lot of there are a few ways that they kind of square these circles right because as you can probably guess um the idea to this group is that christianity and forms of hinduism and forms of these new yogi type uh type sects um avoiding calling them all cults per se because there are some other things that are more ominous uh, uh more in the future of this that i think are better referred to as that um but that they're not just reconcilable but they're friendly to one another and they you know they function neatly and they do build a type of philosophy that does work pretty well, but it, it requires a few historical and metaphysical caveats, right? Sure. So primarily, uh, the, the two big ones connecting it all are, um, sorry, I have this like crazy fan going, and so I keep getting really cold, and the, but then there's a heat wave coming, so I keep getting really hot. I'm sorry, not like in withdrawals or something. <laughs> sure. I'm yeah. meds. Uh-huh. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, first off is that the uh, this is hard to delineate as well because they believe in reincarnation right? sure of course um, but they believe in reincarnation in a really interesting way which includes all sorts of things from like tramp spirits to like multiple um, people living in the same person and stuff like that which I, I think is one of their solutions for like everyone claims to be like 
you know, Alexander the Great reborn or something like that, because mm. everyone's a psycho. Yeah. Um, is that, uh, of course, earlier in history, there were fewer people and also more impressive people that you want to claim that you were. And so uh, back in these these points in history where there's really powerful people, they're really powerful largely because of the fact that they have many spirits inside mm. them. Um, but so as part of this, uh, it depends on you ask. Again, this is like fragmentary even within the church. And that's the really interesting thing about this ultimately is that this church is so fragmentary. Um, but that there's a there's a belief that uh, Krishna and uh, Jesus and then ambiguously a few other people on this list are reincarnations of one another. Gotcha. Um, and I don't think they ever go so far as to say that, like, Paramahansa Yogananda is Krishna or or Jesus. Uh, they he, he seems, despite being the central figure of this sect, to be, uh, while still kind of ostentatious and bizarre in some ways, um, at least passingly humble, at least in, in the, the standard, like, cult or sect sense, um, which is not true of their splinter sects, per se. Um, but yeah, and, and sorry, the, the, and the second thing is that, and you hear this a lot of times, especially in some of these, the, like, hippie circles, which is that, and maybe some historical stuff, I don't know, I've heard so much crap about this over time that... Uh, that I, I forget what is just what I grew up with and what is like common uh, uh, folk belief um, or even historical. I, <laughs> I know medieval Christianity really well, but apart from that, everything right. else is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that Jesus during much of the history that isn't regarded in the Bible, you know, being like 30 years of his life almost yeah. um, spent time wandering off to India which is where he learned to meditate and like kind of connect with God in a lot of ways. Right. And then he brought a lot of these Eastern traditions. And this is something I've, I've heard from, from all sorts of these, the, the, the hippie type folks, uh, even outside of this sect. So this is apparently a common undercurrent of, uh, of some type of belief. Um, but of course with that, because of course we're talking about like hippie fascism, right? is is that you inherently have a kind of dual saviorism and forgive the word saviorism i guess because the fact that number one that's i don't know it's a weird word but also uh i don't mean to turn it into a like a uh necessarily like a jesus pun right <laughs> um but that there's of course like the the white jesus Yep. is is represented here he's he's not the i, I was i was hoping that Jesus, yeah but. i was hoping that would be brought up at some point because i think it's it's a very uh deliberate choice whenever you bring up white jesus <laughs> into your religion yeah. i mean the so the srf first really began in like long strides in california uh and so of course this is a religion that is in many ways tailored towards you know, like the LA um, and uh, like San Diego crowds. Yeah. Um, so, of course, like white Jesus, especially, I think this was in the 40s or 50s, 
um, is is going to be something that that's applicable to a lot of people. Um, but uh, but and not it, only it, is it's maybe worth mentioning that that you yeah. know during the the fifties that, that you're talking about, uh, California was a very deeply conservative state. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and still to this day is very conservative despite being blue, but it's like a blue conservatism. Right. Especially like kind of where we are yeah. right in, in San Diego. With uh, all the military bases and everything. Yeah, I blow people's minds all the time when I talk about like having known like, especially like bosses, people who are, you know, like a generation older than me that have mm-hmm. all these like tattoos and this like anti-authoritarian sort of like general mindset. But then they're like, yeah, Trump's basically the greatest thing that ever happened to America. You know, right. they're like, well, right. how does that work? And it's like, people genuinely believe that it's punk to be conservative right now. <laughs> oh, we will. We will touch on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but of course, I figured you would. And that's kind of why I wanted to set that up as well. So go ahead. Right. But so, so, of course, the opposite end of, you know, white Jesus coming out to to India to, to learn all this stuff is he still be taught. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do have these like wise. It's not quite to the point of like a noble savage trope, uh, but these these wise uh, 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 non-whites who are giving this kind of like bizarre injection of foundational spiritual knowledge by nature of being in india right yeah um and so there's there's that weird kind of uh uh uh, back and forth there anyway so generally speaking the church is actually pretty decent i actually i mean as, as far as these things go um and i actually when i was when i was a young man and first able to make legal choices for myself i spent a little bit of time doing essentially a trial run to become a monk for them um and so i and which to be entirely honest was one of the happiest periods of my life uh because all you do is you wake up at sunrise you eat a nice uh vegan or vegetarian breakfast you meditate for a long period you farm you come back you eat lunch you meditate you go back you farm you come back, you meditate, do what's called kirtan, which is just like a such a drum circle. Um, and then you meditate some more and you go to bed and you do it again. And yeah, I think there's there's something great. too that that simplicity of life. Um, yeah. You know, I, I never quite. I mean, I went on mission trips and stuff like that. And I always remember the simplicity of life that I had when I was on those mission trips where it was just, you know, I wake up, I eat breakfast, I go work on the orphanage that we're building at the end of the day. You know, we, we all talk to each other and we hang out for a little while and then, you know, lunch, dinner, whatever is taken care of. You don't have to worry about everything and you don't have all the <clears throat> like general stresses of life weighing down on you. You get to have that. And and then I think when people, you know, say shit like return to monkey, that's really what they want is, is that right. simplicity yeah. of life that, that we miss now. Uh, and then we know that we're supposed to have that, but we don't. And it's miserable that we don't. Exactly. And it's, it's really just kind of like a, it's an extremized version of my, like, perfect day here. Right. Yeah. Is that I, uh, I do a little bit of gardening. And I uh, sit around thinking about God or metaphysics and then maybe talk about it. 
and then I make some music. Like, what could be a better day than that? Right. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, the answer is is sex, uh, which oh, is one of the things sure. that yeah. Um, I, I assumed in the background there was masturbation going on, so. No, <laughs> <Little, God. laughs> well, they, just just every hour on the hour, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. They didn't seem to be nearly as toxic about a lot of sexuality as some other groups. Um, but but uh, but so the really the really weird thing is that because this is such a flexible and generally peaceful group of people that doesn't really place a whole lot of extreme dictums on anyone because really the only rule for SRF seemed to be be good to people and spend a gratuitous amount of time meditating. And by the way, pick up a couple of Paramatsu Gunandaji's books at the bookshop, <laughs> you know, uh, which of which there are a few. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so, so I mean, not the most uh, uh, high pressure faith system uh, at all. Certainly not the most high pressure faith system that I've been in. Um, but um, yeah, but but with this allows for uh, the, because anyone is able to do whatever they want, everyone is of course able to induce whatever kind of fascist impulse they want, like starting a new subsect or just making up weird shit about like what everyone is supposed to believe in the sex and stuff like that. Yeah. When you were talking earlier yeah. about the fragmentary nature of it, I thought, Oh, well, of course it's successful then because it, it allows for that fragmentation. And you yeah. know, when, when you get super, that's why there's like, I don't know, a thousand different, uh, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Denominations of Christianity, because right. nobody agrees on everything, and two people can read the same sentence and get completely different uh, uh, interpretations out of that. So, if if the religion allows for that fragmentation, of course, it's going to be successful in some way because it's not forcing that 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 strict adherence to the uh, the interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, in addition, because the fact that Hinduism is involved in this, you know, Hinduism kind of colloquially, you know, at least like in the, you know, I, I don't want to say Western world, but, I, you know, among white people as a religion of a thousand gods. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and and which is a misunderstanding, kind of, because Hinduism, at least per the way that it's been exposed to me, is really a, a system that's talking about uh like the multiple, well, the thousands of facets of one God who kind of becomes represented in a lot of different forms. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's, worth, it's worth noting that Hinduism uh, was extremely, extremely militant in its past. Yeah. People always yeah, see I mean, it as like this, like, you know, well, it's the hippie mentality about it, I guess, where, where people are like, oh, yeah, Hinduism is just all about, you know, like spirituality and, and feeling nice and stuff like that. But no. yeah, if you look at the, if you look <laughs> at the history of Hinduism and especially the... Uh, uh, what is it called? The Vedas. The Bhagavad Gita. Oh well, there, there's is, that, but and then the, the Vedas. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. The, yeah. There's some some extremely troubling. Uh, <laughs> For sure. Violent well, uh, I mean, history there. The so the the central Hindu text is a text taken out of another text, right? So you mm -hmm. have you have the Bhagavad Gita, which comes out of the Mahabharata, and right. Mahabharata is not 
I think the world's longest poem, which is pretty dope. Uh, and it is very interesting and really bizarre. And if you like Tolkien and stuff, it's like legitimately <laughs> pretty dope. Um, but the, the Bhagavad Gita inside of that is just one conversation that occurs between Krishna and Arjuna. Right. Um, Arjuna being uh, a, a warrior who doesn't necessarily want to fight in this like apocalyptic war against demons uh, or accusers. Mm. Um <laughs> But uh, but Krishna arrives and says, no, man, you got to do it. You got to do it. And here's yep. why. And the conversation for like why he should enter into battle uh, is the entirety of their religious right. text, at yeah. least the primary one. So, yeah, Milton for sure. Um, in fact, I still have a lot of um, uh, you're kind of encouraged to pick like patron saints and deities and stuff like that. Uh through it so I, I still have a lot of uh like statuettes and uh uh like tapestries and stuff of arjuna and and kali and so of course like people who were always holding bows and arrows and yeah. swords and like holding like disembodied heads and standing on corpses and like it's it's gnarly it's it's, it's doesn't gnarly doesn't style. kali have uh, multiple arms for like the purpose yeah. of fighting <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. having for, different for, weapons for, in each hand sort of thing right for the purpose of fighting but also creating right, right so yeah. so uh kali of course is like the uh, she's not the god of death, but she's like uh, the god of destruction and like uh, creation through that. So she's right. the entropy god. She's pretty right. dope. Um, cool concepts, but, of course. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So of, of course, this this fragments because of the fact that everyone is is kind of able to, and in fact, in a lot of ways, encouraged to not only just do the the standard kind of uh, Protestant thing. But but also that there's so many gods and representations and aspects um, that you can really do your thing. I mean, looking at the uh, the like central saints. I mean, we would call them yogis, uh, but the central yogis of of the the sect. I mean, there's six of them, mm -hmm. right? So even then and there, um, it's it's like ambiguous who's really like on top. Of course, it would be like. Krishna and and uh, 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 Jesus, but then like of course Paramahansa Yogananda is the the leader of this whole thing, and yeah, and then his his boss is on there, and his boss's boss is on there, but then they're like kind of uh, take a back seat. So it's it's a, it's a whole thing. So you can really just kind of pick whatever like real representation you want. Um, but with with this uh, comes a kind of impulse for a lot of people to. Uh, if you give someone a lot of breathing room, they tend to fill in that room. Yeah. Right. Um, and so a lot of extremely toxic stuff uh, is, uh, is, is through these kind of offshoot people. Um, but one of the ones that really haunted me um, all my life as a kid, because I don't necessarily, some of them still believe in hell. Hell is a confusing thing because it's like you get reincarnated and, and of course, like the goal of reincarnation is to eventually come back and not exist uh, or is it just not come back. Um, but but then like there's also heaven and hell involved and it's very it's 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 strange. Like uh, theoretically, heaven and hell are places where you like stop off and then like continue on. Mm -hmm. Like you spend some time there. Uh, and then at the end, enter into uh, samadhi or, or uh, nirvana or something. And, you know, um, 
if you do things right. <laughs> but um, but being being believers in reincarnation, there's always you know a uh, a sort of Damocles holding being held over your head, of course. which is um, it's it's not to enter into a comp- competition, but I think even worse than the the hell threat because not only are they saying and this was a literal one i don't think that this is sponsored by the srf itself but certainly by you know some subsects right which is that if you deny these teachings that are offered to you in this lifetime you will come back and i know this is maybe not the right word to use for it at this point in time but this is the word that was used for me and i think it has some appropriate weight to it but you will come back for seven lifetimes as a criminal um jesus <laughs> right yeah which that's something i i heard uh a bit and that was mortifying to me uh because when you enter into like a, a state of doubt you're like man especially like when your doubt is maybe sometimes coming from like well why did god make me so fucked up you yeah. know um it's why like, did well, god make me with such a delicious dump truck ass that's just too juicy yeah, and so won't heavy. quit and, and it, it dummy thick and, yeah. <laughs> dummy <laughs> thick and Clinton. like why did god do this to me <laughs> right right but so when when uh, when a lot of your doubt is centered through that like it's of course like a pretty uh convenient way to shoot that down it's just like well it's gonna be worse if you don't shut the fuck up right um but uh so a lot of stuff like that um and then, of course, the, the flip side of reincarnation is that anything bad that happens to you is then gestured away with this kind of other guilt response, which is that, well, you you did a bad thing. Yeah, that's, that's the it's the idea of karma, right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. More or less. Karma, yeah. Karma is a confused thing. And again, becomes confused with with uh, these folks uh, a lot as well. So like. Generally speaking, white people think that uh, that karma is you do a good thing, a good thing happens. You do a bad thing, a bad thing happens. You want to gather up a whole bunch of good karma, and good karma is good. Um, and some people in the sect kind of believe that, but really the the, the more complete um, real metaphysics behind it is that you don't want to have karma at all. And it's You're better right. to have good karma, I guess, but ultimately you want to live through uh, a kind of uh, removal from your actions in order to still act rightly, but not uh, gather up a whole bunch of this connection to the world so you your soul never comes back. Uh, and then you can reintegrate with God and everything's awesome. Uh, so it's really avoiding uh, any right. amount of karma. Um, but if you're going to do something, good karma might make it your life easier next time around. Um so yeah, of course, if if you're depressed or guilt-ridden uh, for no reason, maybe because you're you grew up as a person of faith, um, <laughs> or or if you've got like you know, for me, like I was a really scrawny, weak kid, and you know, bad eyes and and all sorts of stuff. I was awkward, and like all of that stuff was, of course, like excused away. Which uh, with, uh, which, which of the seven those. stages of of cripple uh, are you? Are you experienced? Yeah, that's a very good question. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm at the tail end because like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to just called you a cripple. You're, you're a very <laughs> dear friend of mine and I love you. It's okay, man. Like, you've, you've, you've seen my body. You've seen this dumb uh, truck ass. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so 
But one thing I do want to talk about, because we're, we're focusing a lot on this, which, of course, does maybe enter into the hippie fascism more, more than this other t- topic. But oh, I really on. want to talk about the Christian Science Church. Yeah, you, you brought that up. And, and Christian science crazy. is something I ran into when I was doing my deconstruction of my own yeah. faith, because I was like, you know, my, a lot of my a lot of my issues with Christianity were like, OK, we can we can uh, we can just go ahead and admit some things here. The Bible's not perfect. Right. right. Like that was one of my first things was like the Bible's not perfect. It has some clearly like contradictory. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. it has some some clearly like contradictory sort of things going on in it. Uh, even down to like saying a guy was born this day and then later on saying a different day for for when he was born, sort of stuff. You know, right. uh, and I forget the exact. I, I think the uh, the king is Josiah or something like that. Where where like mm-hmm. in the Old Testament it says he's born on such and such year, and then in, in the New Testament it says a different time. And right. so, you know, I had things like that. It's a metaphor, like, Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's a metaphor when you give the completely wrong date for when somebody was born. That, that's that's how I get away with tax fraud all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, like, no, that was a metaphor. <laughs> I metaphorically made a hundred thousand dollars last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so you know, I, I had this sort of thought, like, okay. We can we can agree that you know the Bible's not perfect. Uh, there's overwhelming evidence for evolution. You know, a lot of my a lot of my 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 issues with Christianity were that like there's there's clearly like hard science that that doesn't agree with this and it's provable and val- valid. And then I was like, well, there's this thing called Christian Science. Maybe maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe they're like accepting that there's a there's you know a scientific explanation for some of these things, and you know we need to we need to also like update how we think about christianity and then i uh, uh looked into it and i was like no this is worse this it, is so much it, worse it is <laughs> wild wild <laughs> because it's, so. it's not it's not it's not like applying science to christianity so much as it's uh, the science of christianity yeah um, it's go ahead fascinating it's um so you are in um essentially sunday school i forget what they call it um but pretty late i think until you're like 13 or 14 or something like that <laughs> um, and what they do is that you you section off into small groups um of like four four kids maybe even less and one of your christian scientist teachers um sits down and and gives you your sunday school lesson um but mine, the one that I stuck with and seemed to like move with me through the years, I don't know if that's like a thing that they generally do where like this is your class and like you move up with them. It's or conceivable. Like yeah. Or yeah, I, th- I think that might be what it is. Otherwise, it was just like conveniently this is how it worked out. But he was he was a really interesting guy because he was at least purportedly uh, a physicist. And so he brought in a lot of physics, theoretical and otherwise, in like teaching me. And you know, I not to not to blow myself, but you know, I'm I was a pretty precocious kid, uh, even if I'm an idiot now, right? So I was a, a pretty smart. So I'm picking up on a lot of the stuff and being like, oh, this is really fascinating. Uh, I he's telling me about quantum physics uh, and explaining why that makes sense for like God's existence. And of course, everything's kind of like twisted in a funny way, but. But the um, so, of course, like my version of Christian science is modified a bit by him. But the the standard belief of Christian science is that God has seven aspects 
And they're the seven things that you would expect. It's like he is truth and principle and love and, you know, all that. I don't remember what they all are, but I think all of those are, yeah. are, are on the list. Um, but, and God did in fact make everything. And this is what was intriguing to me about it at first. And like, it was really intriguing to me when I was a kid and I thought like, this is the shit, this is how this is going to make sense. Of course, mixing this with the SRF stuff and everything else that learned <laughs> everywhere. I was just like, Oh, all of this can kind of be synthesized, but especially because of the SRF and Christian science, both of them really make it easy to synthesize it in a certain way. But so with, with Christian science, um, because God made everything, including snakes, yeah. uh, and because uh, God is all these seven aspects, and because God is perfect, they kind of do a weird application of the, uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with the ontological argument for God, which is essentially, um, I can conceive of God, and God must be perfect in my conception, and part of perfection is existence, thereby God exists. Right. Uh, Descartes, I think, is the, the first guy to really formalize it that way. But but that's like, I think Aquinas and stuff did that too. But it doesn't really matter. Um, but they, they expanded that formalization where because, again, creation is made by God and creation is not just made by God, but reflective of God, that creation is also perfect. And not just in a Leibniz, like, best of all possible worlds kind of perfect, or in like a weird, uh, you know, like, cancer's perfect because it serves a purpose kind of thing. But rather, they, they make the claim that any kind of bad thing that happens to you is because of some kind of illusion that appeared in mankind. And for the life of me, I couldn't extract where that illusion came from. And that was really the most confusing thing about it to me was like, well, then where, you know, an even more confusing version of the question of evil, right? Yeah. Um, because it's like, well, it doesn't exist. And that's kind of the answer that you would get each time. It's like, no, it's an illusion. It's like, well, where did the illusion come from? Like, it didn't come from anywhere. It doesn't exist. Um and, right. and, and, and it's like the, the, that, there is no spoon argument from the matrix you know right and and essentially using that they um they apply something like faith healing right um so generally speaking christian scientists and they seem to actually generally be very well off people uh, yeah, that, that's always one thing I wondered. Prosperity but, gospel thing. Maybe. Yeah, I always wondered where they got all that fucking money from. Right. I mean, they're dentists, real estate agents. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's mean, attracting. You know, it's attracting a certain kind of person, I guess. Right. Right. And the reason that we we were welcome is because again, my mother was hired as their soloist, as mm. a singer, and mm. so like we don't belong in like Rancho Santa Fe, but but we're here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay because. Our, our poverty is just an illusion. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for those who are unaware, Rancho Santa Fe is an incredibly affluent uh, uh, part of uh, the San Diego County area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, actually, speaking of the San Diego County area and like affluence and, and, and the opposite and everything, if anyone ever just wants to go someplace that's beautiful and kind of uh, calm and actually very pleasant, the SRF actually has meditation oh, gardens <laughs> in in Encinitas, which are 
gorgeous and they overlook the ocean and they're really beautiful and they're really friendly monks that wander around and like will not talk to you or talk to you if you want uh, but yeah, actually a really beautiful place and I, I used to go there even after like losing uh, my kind of faith with stuff um, much better than Rancho Santa Fe which is just like a bunch of like shit shops and like salons um, anyway so yeah the, the, the faith healing element of this you don't go to church you don't go to church you, you don't go to the doctor you don't uh, admit that things are wrong kind of because admitting that something's wrong makes it wrong. Yeah. You know? And so what you do is you have practitioners uh, who come in. I believe that's the term that they officially use who come to your, your residence and just inform you of the fact that <laughs> God is love and light and truth and principle and health and all this stuff. Uh, and they essentially remind you of that until you remember yourself well again. Kind of thing. It's so um, good. It's it's yeah. it's foolproof. <laughs> right. And and of course, if if you are still sick and you die or something, that's simply because of the fact that you we're yeah. so caught up in those illusions. Right. right? Um, and so again, a very a weird guilt cycle of, uh, of, well, you're just not believing hard enough or you're, you're not, your brain has diluted itself into not being powerful enough to not dilute itself. I think the, the term, yeah. the term gets overused a lot, but, but uh, it's basically gaslighting the religion, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it, it, it it's literally saying is. like, oh, you're sick. Well, how about you believe in God better? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it literally is gaslighting because, you know, gaslighting really foundationally is when someone has uh, some kind of an issue or complaint or belief and you tell them that they're crazy when yeah. they're not. Right. And there you go. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, that's more or less, you know, the uh, Christian science in a nutshell, which is so interesting and bizarre um yeah and, and to make the point clear about why this is you know fascistic um right like just the 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 idea that you know if if something in your life is wrong it's because you failed um you know that that kind of individualistic sort of sort of viewpoint of of like you know, maybe, maybe you just need to believe harder. Maybe, you know, yeah. like you're, you're not a real American sort of stuff to, to put this into political terms, you know, like yeah. if, if you're failing well, yeah. in America, it's because you're not applying, you know, your yourself as an American enough. You're not, you're not working exactly. hard enough. You, you don't have enough hustle. You don't, you know, it's not that America has failed you. You failed America. Right. I mean, it, it enters into, and I brought this up on the, like the primary podcast a few times, <clears throat> and and just in general, because I think it's a really good way of describing this kind of stuff, because this is where this thought comes from. But there's this 14th to 15th century um, <clears throat> concept called the great chain of being, right? which is that literally just imagine a chain hanging from heaven, <laughs> and every link is another person or organism or something. And the reason that a chain works is that there are some above and some below, right? And uh, at least, in, in, you know, right. in that format. Um, and so it, it, with, with something like Christian science or something like reincarnation or something like that, um, your station in life is, uh, is there because innately of something that you did right. in this lifetime or another. 
Um, so you deserve it. No matter every, what. Every, yeah, every, everything is ordered the way it is for, for a specific purpose. And if yeah. you're unhappy with the way that it's ordered, it's because you're wrong. Right. And you of know. course, this this like also uh, outside of the like uh, Christian world uh, is present in sort of like, you know, the Indian caste system. Yeah. Right. I mean, like literally untouchables at the bottom you mean fascism <laughs> in india <laughs> we're crazy yeah yeah the arianism thing you you, you mentioned that um uh, yeah before, before we started, we started. Yeah. and uh and that's i i don't have a lot of commentary on that but that is pretty fascinating that uh that the the nazis have the whole arianism which is also like of course the the, the first arians were uh in reality yeah were people from india yeah. right um so weird weird twist there um but yeah so if if, if we're trying to maybe maybe uh, come come to a head or at least uh, uh pull things together to some degree the hippie fascism stuff uh because of a lot of these weird splinter sects and because of a lot of type of thought that is inherent in this is something that um that I've always kind of seen because of course you can believe anything and then apply this on top. So there's going to be, even if it isn't uh, particularly uh, conducive to uh fascistic or, or like conservative thought, like there's going to be conservatives that believe this kind of thing and they're mm-hmm. lying in that loop. Um, but that there, there's a, there's a section of people that are extremely conservative thinkers that have always because of the way that this kind of thing maybe links to conspiracy uh theories and and whatnot have always uh accepted and embraced uh things like uh alternate medicine which i was exposed to a lot of like healers and stuff growing up in fact like i was supposed to be one also but of course everyone everyone's an indigo child everyone's supposed to come (laughs) and stuff like that um and uh and so yeah all this stuff kind of pulls together and so you do have a really fascinating undercurrent of people who change their ideology every day uh it's always very flexible it includes all religions uh picking and choosing of course generally not muslims you know um but i they, wonder why yeah i wonder why <laughs> um and and because of that hyper flexibility and that ability to like say I'm always right because I don't really believe in anything, um, it, you 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 pull into this really frightening political space, um, and so you know before Trump got elected the first time, not that he is the centralia of American fascism by no. any means. Um, just a but, just a modern expression of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, before he got elected, I was arguing with like middle class, standard secularist uh, uh, white folks about this all the time, which is that they kept on saying, "Well, he doesn't really have a base, and the base that he has is like rural bumfuck." guys and it's like well first off no they all of these people own ski dude dealerships um but also there is a particular particular 
group of people who are literally hippies are so engaged with the alternative uh, uh, modes of life uh you know like you said like uh conservatism is punk rock and it always kind of uh has been perceived as that in certain uh, uh currents of society um th- that yeah there are crystal healers right mm-hmm. that that are huge trump supporters and i think like way more of them than you expect yeah um and of course this isn't just something that happened with trump so many people. I mean, it was maybe more split back back then. The people I was right. <laughs> oh, the, the people I was exposed to. There we go. Uh, yeah, for the people just listening, yeah. it's a uh, uh, Buddha Trump uh, statue. It's pretty beautiful. Trudeau. I'm too close to Trudeau. Don't yeah. want to. I don't want to examine this any further. I just <laughs> you, right. you were bringing it up, so um, I thought I'd bring up the Trump Buddha. <laughs> but um, um, you know, a lot of them were were Bush supporters. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably Bush senior supporters in a different way. <laughs> yeah. But and and of course, like any kind of war can then become a cosmic war against you know evil and stuff like that. Um, and there's the the QAnon stuff. Ultimately, is where I'm I, I'm aiming to land with this. Where when you already have a system of thought that is so hyper flexible. And so willing to believe that there is a hidden reality behind everything um, and so multifarious and, and bizarre. Um, it, and everything becomes a cosmic battle between the forces of good and evil, especially when you enter into like some of the, the more traditional SRF stuff being like that. We There's a yuga cycle, which is a cycle of history. Um, there was a golden age at one point in time yeah. where like Hahnemann and stuff, and then that fell apart. And, and, and now we're, we're entering into the Kali Yuga, which um, uh, Kali, of course, the God goddess of creation and destruction. It is the point in time where things go to shit and then there has to be some fighting. Um, and, uh, and then things will come back together and we'll enter into a bronze. Hard, hard times out. create strong men, exactly. <laughs> strong men create exactly. easy times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but because of this cyclical view of history as well, and the knowledge that we're entering into a, a, a moment of embattlement in both senses of the word, um, it of course like primes people to enter in this type of thought. And so it's really, I mean, it seems extreme. And generally speaking, I don't like to be as cynical as a lot of, as a lot of people are about systems of faith, but at least not at this point in my life. Um, they, it is not that much of a jump to move from life is an illusion. We are inside of a moment of battle between good and evil um there are cosmological or cosmic uh, uh rules and laws and alterations currently occurring there are well, secrets there's, there's, hidden from us to there's suddenly, christian there backing are... to that as well with, oh yeah for with, sure uh, i think it was um, as john says that we don't struggle against flesh and blood but uh, the principalities of darkness and and whatnot and so you know the the idea that we're in a cosmic war not not and whatever happens right. in, in in like the the earth the flesh and whatever is is just secondary to this actual cosmic battle that's going yeah. on 
And again, I think, you know, if we're thinking of the same quote, which I believe we are, he's also referring and gesturing in, in that passage to the idea that uh, we should be we should be looking for for good and good people right, right? that that's yeah, the primary yeah. thing where where the, the the point that's missed a lot of the time especially in this kind of thing is that you're not supposed to be looking at like the wretched of the earth and pointing out everything that's wrong with them you're supposed to be pointing to people that are like um uh, nominally virtuous and pointing out why they're not right yeah. and that's where right. a lot of the real battle the flesh uh, uh exists um but um yeah, very convenient thing to forget. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but then if you don't forget that and it's all you think about, you just become Facebook leftists and you pick each other apart and everything's gone. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's 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 a very small jump into suddenly believing, especially like crystal killing stuff, that suddenly there are kids in wafer cabinets and uh, there is uh, deep state and all of this stuff. And this is all stuff like people... People in over the last, I don't know, I'll be optimistic about it. It's like 10 years, even it's been less than that, have been talking about how it's like, this is this new crazy thing. What the fuck is going on? It's like, yeah. no, this is always, always been there. It's become extremized. For sure. But this has always been a type of thinking. Um, yeah. And, and one and, thing about, about hmm. why Q, I think, has been so successful. Um, is is that it it is capable of changing on a moment's notice right exactly yeah um and it's, and, it's and the it's politics of a thousand gods yeah it, it's it's this adherence to the idea that uh you know and i think trump will eventually be replaced in the q pantheon with something else um it has to be because yeah. he's going to die eventually well, uh, or will he? Or will he? Someone else is going to be Trump. They're going to invent yeah. a good version of Adrenochrome, uh, <laughs> and then he's going to like transfer bodies. It's only or it's only using Satanist babies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so you know, part of why, and and this goes back to the the fragmentary nature of the SRF that you were talking about. Part of why Q is so uh, successful is because it, it's really an adherence to to no belief structure other than like the principal truth that. He knows what he's doing, and if you think for a second that he doesn't know what he's doing, he's tricked you too. And so right. you have to constantly adapt to this new framework of, well, why would he do that? And it's like, well, he's playing 4D chess, and you're still stuck yeah. on, on you know, 2D chess. Um, exactly, and it's it's really easy for you individually to know which steps uh, there are in the future, or to convince yourself that you 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 know. Because so much of the truth, um, uh, I don't know whether to use the big T or the little T there, but um, for for like new age thought and yogi worship and 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 stuff like that, um, is you you look within to find the truth, right? Yeah, right. And so your individual truth and living your truth, um, it, of course, becomes injected into politics, and so you can just kind of be like, well, I can tell what Trump is doing. Yeah. I can tell what's happening with the deep state and stuff. Um, and so a lot of the, like the more traditionally viewed as like left paranoia um, in like terms of like hate Ashbury hippies dropping acid and, you know, thinking and perhaps <laughs> knowing that the FBI is watching them. Yeah. Um, this, this of course extends and applies to, to these folks. Right. Um, 
And really, there's nothing about this that doesn't make sense. It's just that people are generally uh, uh, led to believe that hippiedom and, and, and new age thought and stuff like that is always about peace and love. And but the, the thing is that they'll also say that that's the case. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, um, the, everyone's always the good guy. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, the most, uh, I guess, vicious religious based wars have always been about, you know, we love them. We love our enemies, you know. The that's, you, that's a, you gotta make yeah, them atone. Yeah. You're gonna help them out, man. It's it's yeah. done out of, of, of a place of love that we're creating, you know, this this violent uh act towards each other because you know they're they're astray and there's only one way to set them right. Uh yeah. in an earlier one of these these episodes, uh we, we talked about, you know, like in I think it's Deuteronomy. It's one of the Old Testament ones that has a bunch of rules in it, um, but there's there's a precedent set that if uh, if a village uh, starts worshiping a false god, like you're supposed to burn the village to the ground, yeah. kill everything inside of it, including including the uh, the, the the cattle, uh, any livestock, whatever, children, women. Everything gets put in the center of, of the village and burned and and you don't loot any of it. And it's just, you know, that's the way that you set them right. Uh, yeah. and, and it's done from, you know, kind of a, a uh, an implied place of, you know, love. And, and this is just how we maintain the, the society that we need to keep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've mentioned this before in, in the workshops and just personally and stuff. Uh, but one of the real central like anthropological texts is it at, at least in the anthropological space that I, you know, uh, have academic training in, um, is Mary Douglas's purity and danger. Um, and one of the central ideas in that and the way that she kind of explains, um, things like the prohibition against, uh, shellfish or, or pork or anything like that isn't necessarily because of health concerns primarily because, Again, like the trichinosis thing, there's no actual historical record of trichinosis existing in that, yeah. that part of the world at the time or anything like that. Um, but it, it has more to do with a tendency to uh, eschew the uncanny, right? So if something, um, you know, uh, has a cloven hoof but doesn't chew cud, that's a weird animal. And so you should stay the fuck away from it. And also yeah, spiders it's, it's viewed that as, exist in the ocean. Yeah, that's it's, weird it's, and fucked up too. It's viewed as aberrant to nature. Right, right. Just like you know, homosexuality or anything of the sort, which is why the prohibitions against a lot of that stuff. And um, and of course, she she rescinded a lot of that, but also in her redaction uh, in the intro to the book, she then again like bolsters it again it's a bizarre kind of thing where she's like i don't really think that that's the case anymore and here's why it's the case <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's really interesting uh so i'm i'm still kind of uh especially because i like psychoanalysis and stuff like um uh, uh, kind of uh apt to to agree with 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 her statement there um but but the reason that i bring that up is because it uh it exposes is an aggressive word but uh, but it, it exposes the fact of the matter which is that uh faith is largely personal intuition right and determining the truth for yourself and that this works in you know good and bad ways 
but where it where it becomes the most toxic is where you are suddenly existing in a world where everything that is uncanny to you or doesn't quite click becomes evil mm-hmm. um and and that you are led into this kind of like number 23 spiral where everything that does make a little bit of sense to you connects to everything else and of course makes even more sense and then you end up with this like jenga tower of like you know nightmare metaphysics yeah. and like politics and stuff um but that it's something you can just kind of build as you go and and a lot of these people and this is going to sound especially crazy but it's absolutely the case um they take a lot of this uh uh general theology and cosmology and stuff like that and they link in stuff that is honestly represented in like alex jones uh and uh and in like um uh like ancient aliens and stuff which yeah. is why that show has always aggravated me i think more than even the 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 most of my friends <laughs> um but uh when, like when when alex jones went on to the joe rogan podcast i think like the first time and he got blasted out of his mind yeah and those the, the, there was there there are those hysterical clips about him ranting about interdimensional space vampires ruling the universe <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that is crazy but it's something i have many times hurt well when when you start to believe that everything is interconnected and that there's there's uh there's a purposeful driving force behind how everything is being run you know like you you have to create some kind of uh i guess through line <laughs> what's, what's that <laughs> through line yeah a, a through line but but something that that you know like a puppet master sort of sort of creature oh. that that's controlling yeah. everything right and that's you know a lot of the times and this is why you know i'll, I'll say a lot of the times that, that all the bad things that we're experiencing aren't necessarily conspiracies against us it's more that There's we just headless blundering yeah it's headless blundering that that just eventuates into what well, because it's headless blundering right and headless blundering is never like you would never want to walk around blind if, if you had a choice to to walk around with sight right and right. so we we have headless blundering going on in the world where we have people who think they know what they're doing and they don't and we we have conspiracy through through uh through uh ineptitude essentially right and so if you believe that there's no ineptitude there then you had to create something like interdimensional space vampires that that are controlling everything because yeah how else is this all happening there's got to be some hyper intelligent being or or entity or force that's you know kind of making everything dance the right way in order to make your life miserable or or scary for sure for sure, especially if you believe in something like reincarnation and the fact that you're actually a good guy yeah. uh, and that you don't want to uh, reconcile the idea that maybe you fucked up in a past life or something like that. It's a very common thing in a lot of these circles to believe that people are, in fact, taking your good karma and like taking souls. And I think that's a lot of where this adrenochrome stuff comes from, right? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that like there are uh that that the good and the innocence and like the, the the essence of people is being stolen from them and in a very real way 
That's true. Yeah, just right? just not purposely uh, just, and not the way that they're describing it. We're not we're not yeah. squishing babies for material economic <laughs> right. things than, yeah. than yeah than baby torture. It's, it's more it's more making making very hard workers uh, uh, incapable of sustaining themselves <laughs> because right. so much of their their wealth is captured by you know those who are in power right yeah um and of course this becomes even more complicated because of course it is a deeply personalized thing but no well nothing exists without community but certainly not like faith even like buddhists have like buddhas and stuff mm-hmm. right yeah um and and that's deeply personalized something like buddhism or certain sects of buddhism um and so what you'll have is you'll have like people who gather together for uh, at least initially non-political reasons and they will share um their their thoughts and their funny theories and stuff like that and more likely than not someone will enter into the group that has this more conservative bent uh or a right-wing bent maybe conservative is the wrong way to put it at this point um or we'll eventually bring in information that leads to that kind of bent right and and so you'll you'll have these groups of people that are like you know there are groups of, of people that uh, deem themselves healers right yeah. they're people that do energy work light work and stuff like that and and uh of of, of course these people uh, are, are optimistically believing that if they essentially enter like a christian prayer circle um and like focus really hard on like getting rid of evil and stuff like that they can do it um and and when you when you have in that space someone that when 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 it's already expected that things are gonna be a little conspiratorial yeah and then you end up introducing someone that has a right-wing bent that spreads like wildfire it spreads so fast and then suddenly everyone's like yeah of course because the thing that we're trying to to purge from the earth is in fact like an extraterrestrial evil um uh, and or it's a, a group of pedophiles living underground or both or <laughs> you know all of these things which, which like I, I will like I will point out to them. There, there is one thing that Q and I agree on which is that we are absolutely ruled by pedophiles oh yeah for sure and and for yeah like sure. <laughs> I've <laughs> no, got no, lots of that. evidence to back that one up uh they're yeah. they're not uh they're not a secret cabal or anything like that some of they them keep are killing themselves though <laughs> yeah they keep some killing themselves in prison yeah. i mean like when when yeah i mean it's just like the 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 funniest thing about q is is that they'll say all this kind of stuff about how you know pedophiles are ruling the the world and then if if what what's been discovered about who q actually is is true it's it's a guy that run uh eight eight chun or eight not eight eight coon that's what it was yeah not eight chan or four chan but eight coon and uh that was notorious for having a bunch of like pedophile shit all over it um and that's that's actually why he lives in the philippines now because he's not allowed to be in america anymore um and then you know you've got you've got how many how many different presidents and and uh you know political elites have pictures with jeffrey epstein who 
we know ran a under like a not even underground but like a very visible yeah. child sex ring for for decades and uh, and, you and all these like blue and white striped even like right it's... yeah and and you know we've got all these people saying like oh you know i never knew that he was doing that like motherfucker you were hanging out with him all the time you were on his yeah. fucking plane trips to all these different countries like of course you fucking knew it of right. course right. <laughs> um, so like that's that's the only thing that q gets right and then they they like forcibly go in the wrong direction because they they want to believe that there's like something more evil and more advanced than like the the very clear thing that's in front of us i guess right and uh i mean surprise that our political elite uh have transitioned from uh fucking their slaves right. to uh uh fucking uh slaves <laughs> well this you know, you know like this, different kinds this is a point that i that i've always made like even for some some politician that i nominally sort of agree with or like like bernie sanders it's like hmm. there has to be some kind of there's dirt not not even just dirt but just just the very idea that you think that you should be in charge of all this and again this yeah. is this is where we go back into the, the the headless blundering where somebody thinks that they they are capable of controlling this entire machine uh that that is america or whatever uh whatever they're trying to control and this this goes for religious leaders too i think like if you think that you've you've been chosen by god to lead the catholic church you have to be insane to some degree you have to have some kind yeah. of deeply deeply like narcissistic viewpoint of yourself that you are worthy of that position and that state station for sure like and i you know as uh as much as i have performed uh more than anything else like megalomania uh as just like a funny way to be at parties and stuff right i i find myself like running workshop or like uh, you know teaching uh, you know some some i remember yesterday yesterday in the workshop you called yourself god i believe at one point i did i actually did do that yeah (laughs) Yeah, you did do Um, that (laughs) but uh but, but being in this space or even like doing these podcasts and and intermittently depending on like how sober i am just thinking like the fuck am i doing this and why would anyone listen to me like i don't yeah i have some kind of training and i might have some kind of insight but like this is this is too much like i i have been allotted too much trust and power uh and apparently some people disagree with me on that and they think that i'm doing fine so well i think you know as as long as we keep it in mind that we're we're uh fallible humans yeah we're fallible humans yeah and that we don't uh I don't know, because I, I have the same sort of feel, and that was one of my my initial uh, things that kind of held me back from starting all this. Was like, I was like, you know, what 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 are my qualifications for talking about most of this shit? Other than I'm just a guy that likes to dig into things a lot, and right. I don't even know if I'm right all the time. I just think that I, you know, maybe find information that's useful when I'm sure. doing that. And, you know, um, I, I, I do think that we, we generally, I mean, at least from the, the feedback uh, that, that I've gotten on, on all these fronts, like we, we, we do okay at our jobs. Uh, yeah, and, and then uh, that's, that's but, been one of my driving forces is uh, making sure that I'm honest to that, I guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, but, but yeah, re- really what I, I, I mean to be saying with all this is sure. that yeah. even with that small amount of, of, I mean, maybe like authority with the workshops or something like that. I, I guess being a podcaster is not necessarily authority, but um, 
But that type of like trust and and like nominal power authority or something like that, just the fact that you're being listened to, um, even that small amount is just like this is fucking crazy. Like people, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's nuts. And so like imagine I'm gonna be a fucking congressperson, I'm gonna be president or pope or something. Like that does require some amount of mental illness. Yeah, uh, by the way, something I'm be running for senate. Uh, <laughs> that is something i've kind of struggled with because there there is a part of me that that wants to run for office one day i think i think right. i've probably done too much dumb shit Stuff. in my life to yeah, not not even <laughs> just like the bad things i've done but just like even just things i've said on the podcast that are just probably yeah. problematic <laughs> I've, i probably uh, shot my my chances sure. in the head um, you're, yeah you're, you're you're like you're you're sitting at a town hall and somebody comes up and says uh and uh june uh 2014 <laughs> you said here uh i am a poopy diaper piss baby <laughs> and i like to drink my own poopy diaper piss no uh, see that that was a, that was a metaphor and you just don't, you just <laughs> just don't like get tax returns <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But then on the other yeah, hand, you I mean, know, you've got people like Mike Pence who who are on like radio talk shows talking about how right. you know, like bitches being sluts and stuff, and then he like somehow rebrands himself as a as a pure Christian being. Like Right. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, it's um it's weird it's, how it works. Yeah, it might be easier to run on the right. Yeah, um, I think the the right is much more forgiving to that kind of thing. Um which is funny because like not only they like they shouldn't be, right? Yeah. Um, but um, well, it's it's all disingenuous, I, right? Of course. I mean, I I have certainly had like fantasies about like running as like uh some kind of weird right winger, and then like suddenly coming out as like a ancom. I, you know, uh, I, I've like, I've seen Senate, but, so many people say stuff like that, and I think you know, it's it's such so, a mistake to to believe that people are looking for like I don't know someone to trick them, you know, like and like. Right. Maybe that would get you elected once, but yeah, and then you'd never come back. Yeah, and yeah. then you never come yeah. back, or or like just just the idea that you'd be able to pull that off is like, oh no, I'm I'm genuinely like a communist or something like that, but yeah. I'm pretending that I'm not, right, right. and this is gonna work because I can, like, if, if you look changing at, the system from the inside, from if, if you look Ooh. at like the the pose law sort of shit that comes out of right wing circles, like you can't emulate that if you don't genuinely believe it to some extent like i i hate uh, you people uh just as much as anyone else right <laughs> see am i doing a good job right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. you believe i'm uh i'm a racist now i do believe um, you're a racist now yeah hell yeah we did it yay <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that this whole time you've been dunking all over uh indian uh, mystics <laughs> <laughs> It's very, right, yeah. very no, problematic fair, of fair. you uh, um, to do that. Yeah, so maybe one of the one of the last things, and I, I'm not going to uh, provide a whole lot of information of, about this simply because these people are uh, maybe as lawsuit happy as like the uh, Scientologists. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe not quite as much. I'm going to get sued by both of them now for saying oh, yeah. that. Um, but I do, in fact, have family that has married into uh, and and essentially runs like a, a variant of one of these yogi cults. Mm -hmm. But of course, they they combine with this uh, 
a type of of um, shallow scientism, right? Um, and so this kind of this kind of thinking is is not in any way like uh, sequestered to any like small corner of of human experience and belief. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, it, it leaks everywhere. And if if I've learned that white people love anything, <laughs> it's um, some Indian guy in orange. Uh, telling them that they know how to make them rich. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's there's so much so, so much behind like e- even just prosperity yeah. gospel or or anything like that. Oh, sure. You know, like I guess it doesn't have to be in like a orange tunic. It can be uh, no, but uh, but it, there is there is a certain yeah. group of people that think like there's there's some like innate and and you know you brought it up a little bit earlier where there's like the 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 trope of the noble savage or whatever, and then this is just a version of that where it's like oh yes yeah. the the ancient wisdom of the the Indian mystics. Is, yeah. is what's going to lead me to prosperity because they've they've unlocked the secrets of life and right. and, and they know how but not not that chinese mysticism stuff or the jews <laughs> right yeah none, none, none of that yeah. these guys because because i do yoga with right. uh, with a white lady and yeah. so like i yeah um yeah so it's i mean this this stuff is everywhere and there's some people with like significant amounts of like power and, and oh, like for sure. financial backing and it, and everything and of course like these spaces whether they're connected to yogis or to uh you know obviously we see a lot of it with christianity um there it's it's very easy to like develop a small sect that that funnels in money and funnels out conspiratorial thinking yeah um, and, uh, and yeah, and uh, maybe just the, one of the last little gestures to this is again, like the, the thing that makes a lot of these groups so successful is that, I mean, like any religion, really, uh, religion, religion, cult or, or otherwise, um, is that it, it is attractive to people in desperation, Right. And so if you're poor and you can learn how to be rich, you're sick and you can learn how to be made well, not even learn, but just be made well. Yeah. um, You'll do whatever you have to do. And you, you, you should try to take care of yourself and like doctor and shit, like you should try to be made well and, and everything. But, but people are always looking for like a more convenient way or a way that they can ignore their own like personal failings or something like that. Even if it means taking on guilt for failings, they don't have, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, nothing's more terrifying than facing your actual failings. Like, sure. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll all take credit for horrible things we've, we haven't and don't do uh, so long as we don't have to face the things that we did. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, in, in, in the same way that you have like, um, uh, more traditional right-wing groups uh, like, you know, the um, the skinheads when it was like taken away from like the Jamaican rude boys and stuff and became like a, <laughs> a, a, a racist movement. You yeah. Know, fun fact for anyone that didn't know, the first skinheads were, were black guys uh, and they weren't racist. Uh, and they, they take these like small workers movements and these like punk, literally, yep. you know, um, and they co-opt it and say like, well, you're workers and you're poor and you're miserable and things are bad. And it's because of, uh, 
immigrants or interdimensional space pedophiles. Um, Same thing, and, if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, you know, I, you know, living in San Diego, I've uh, I've become good friends with a lot of documented and undocumented immigrants. And uh, one thing that they all have in common is they are all interdimensional space vampires. Yep. But in a cool way. Yeah, no. Yeah. With with uh, with like Y's instead of eyes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interdimensional <laughs> interdimensional space yeah. vampires, but all the eyes uh, are replaced with Y's, and none of them pedophiles. Though I, I guess the just, the S's are vampires. replaced with X's. Z's. Z's. I don't know. X's maybe. I think is the more woke way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I think uh, I think we can probably wrap it up here for now. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll, we we could probably revisit the subject in different ways uh, later on. Yes, yeah, lots to unravel there. Um, but uh, thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, if you listen, thank you for listening through. And um, remember that we aren't qualified or anything, so don't listen to anything we uh, we say from here on out. Um, yeah, we don't normally uh, do these episodes with Denko, but I guess we have sign off lines. So uh, please take your medicine. Uh, take mine too. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>